this week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Bump in the Night, episode 23, Neat and Clean, slash, Nothing But the Tooth. Everybody bump. Bump, 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 You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that won't stop, can't stop. My name's Adam. My name's Matt. My name's David. That is and all the people. That is all you get for today. <laughs> That's greedy podcast listener. This is what you get, you little bitch. That's right. You get the, I was going to say A team, but it's more like, you know how on a spreadsheet when you go past Z mm-hmm. and then get to like double A? Yeah, yeah. We're like the double A team. We're like the the B D team where you've like scrolled past the AA and the B- AAC, like all the way down to uh the B's. We're the B D team. B D. We are amazingly Darable. <laughs> That's dumb. I shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Oh. It gives me strength. <laughs> Your laughter just gives me power. I know. See, I think I could have written for SNL in the 90s. I should travel back in time yeah. and just write. Like that that post-Mike uh, Myers time frame, like right e- after that? Yeah. Right, when it really sucked. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. good. I should do that. I should travel, because we know when it's bad. We should just travel to like when the show's the weakest in time, and then we can all get jobs as writers on it. I just had a thought. What if we had already had done that from the future? And that's, that's why the reason why it sucks so sucks. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 59, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's the age we were when we traveled back in time to write dumb jokes for 90s SNL. I feel like after watching all these cartoons, though, we can like channel Boomer. We can oh, like. I think so. I think yeah. so. Can like, Absolutely. I can like I can do the like Dragon Ball Z hand thing and just boomer comes out. And you're you're actually just thinking like and it's not even necessarily like what do boomers want? What do boomers like? It is what do boomers think the kids need to know to have a successful future? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, why are you so down, kid? Just go buy a vacation home. <laughs> you're right. Why don't you draw? Uh, uh, why don't you buy a second strawberry-themed house? <laughs> what you don't even own your first house? That's what's wrong with you? That's disgusting. You must be on the drugs. Yeah, I, you know I lift myself up by my bootstraps that the government gave me. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. That's you, still, you know, you know, the origins of that that term was specifically supposed to be stating the impossibility of an act. Yes. Like the. And then it got morphed and changed by capitalism into a positive thing. This is what you do. This is what everybody does. That's why that's why capitalism is amazing, because it has no sense of irony. Because apparently <laughs> irony doesn't pay. Exactly. Irony doesn't pay. Irony doesn't that is a pay. a purely socialism contract. Or yeah, construct. Yeah. yeah. That's why they call it the irony curtain. <laughs> nice David. yeah nice. yeah uh fucking uh, all right descending over europe and they're like oh man it's like ten thousand spoons 
When all I needed was a knife. Uh, Wait, that's not irony? That's irony. Shit. Shit. That's the definition of irony. That's the purest definition of irony is knifey spoony. So I have a very serious, serious question to ask you guys. It okay. May affect, um, how we do the podcast moving forward in our relationship. Yeah, lay it on me. How did things go last week without me? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> okay. Whew. Oh, ahead. it was Go the ahead. worst. I my penis were you, cried. Were you crying a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my peepee cried. <laughs> oh, that's that's unfortunate. Sorry to hear that. I had to talk to I had to talk to Derek and David. Yeah, I was just reading. I have a whole bunch of notes I didn't know I didn't mention. It just I guess it just threw me off of, uh... <laughs> off your cadence. Yeah, off of the natural flow. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh snap, son. I'm just now looking at the spreadsheet I missed last week. You motherfuckers got Spider-Man back on the list. <laughs> Spider-Man 1981. <laughs> Boom. Ugh. Noise. That motherfucker is he is so sticky. You can't kill him. He gets you can't he kill just him. sticks. He sticks to your hands, he sticks to your to your skin. He sticks into every podcast. Do you decide on an episode yet, Matt? I honestly, it went right out of my brain. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'll decide later." And then later, I was like, mm, "I think I'll have chicken tonight." It it has to be the shrink ray one. It has to be the shrink ray. Okay. Episode. What episode is that? I I have no idea. It, we it's just in know the intro. From the intro. There's an episode of the shrink ray. Oh, with so. the cat. Fuck yes, it has to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. We're gonna figure that one out. Anyway. Wait. Where he fights a cat, I think so. It, it, you know, you know how amazing it would be if that was the episode. It was Spider-Man gets shrunk down, yeah, and immediately a cat jumps up, and the entire episode is him trying to fight and beat this cat. Yeah, and that's and the, it. And the cat is just toying with him the way cats do, just exactly. fucking with him, and the, and he's like, "Oh fuck, you could kill me at any time." And the cat's but like, every minute, every now and again, he gets like the upper hand because the cat's not expecting him to shoot out webbing and like swing away. Right, right. And then, like at some point in time, it sticks to the cat's paw because they already have like the ridges on the paw that stick to things anyway. Mm-hmm. And the cat's yes. like, "Meow." I'm Meow. excited. I hope they, I hope they, they storyboarded that one out properly. And actually uh, yeah, yeah. We want. I mean. To. Based on the history of Spider-Man shows, I'm sure they planned it. Yeah, they planned it thoroughly. Nothing can go wrong. There's a clear arc, like Spider-Man swinging through a scene. (laughs) Clear arc. And the end is exactly like the end of the Star Trek Gorn episode, where the cat's (laughs) on the ground, and he's holding a boulder over his head, ready to crush its skull. (laughs) And even though it's animated, the boulder is clearly fake. I was thinking it was more like uh, uh, Tom Swift, where he just goes to a land where it's nothing but tiny, tiny cats, and he's a giant. Just crushing cats left to right. Yeah, smashing cats. And then he he goes to a land where there's all just intelligent horses who are cats. Intelligent horses who are cats? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. All right. I added a bunch of extra movies to the movie watch list. See, I is feel like cool, this is David? illegal. I feel like you've done an illegal thing. Is it? The, yes. 
It is illegal because well, you did it Dave, electronically. <laughs> David made the rules, though. And I'm asking David, is it illegal for me to add no, these Dave, on here? David's not in <laughs> charge. David, David's not the boss of me. I disagree with this whole this whole behavior. Adding things to lists, changing okay. well, the list. Well, the, the cartoon list is sacrosanct. The cartoon list. See, I added things and I put them below the list. Unless a proper die roll. I always thought that the stack overflow lists were all fair game. Yeah. Oh, in that case, I'm going to put a bunch of shitty movies on there to torture you fuckers. Yeah, do it. <laughs> because you know what I did? is I, I was sitting at home and I was like, what were all of the shitty movies my father had on VHS tapes that I used to watch when I was sick home from school? Oh, man, what was that one? It was like an Indiana Jones ripoff, but it had that one scene in it. You know what I'm talking about, Adam. Yeah, Tennessee Buck. The Adventures of Is Tennessee Buck. Where yeah. The, uh, that's that's what it was. Yeah, the uh, the blonde, busty woman gets uh, captured by Native folks and oiled down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a truly horrible movie. Distressing, and yet burned but into my mind. one that I will... Exactly, I was going to say. <laughs> I cannot forget it. I cannot unsee it, unfortunately. No. In fact, I've never really seen it, just that one scene. And in fact, every time we queue up the tape, it's right at that scene. <laughs> as a matter of fact, like if you just watched it all the way through, that scene gets like really fuzzy as if somebody rewound and watched it over and over and over and over and over again. So, Who could do that? Who would? I don't do know that? why. I don't know what horny eight-year-old would do that. <laughs> All right. Speaking of horny eight-year-olds, let's get into bump in the night. Let's get that bump on. Let's talk about this um, this silly little claymation bump show the night. about bumping mm. the night away. Uh, bump of the night is a stop motion animation series that aired on ABC from 1994 to 1995. Originally aired in 1993 as one of the ABC Saturday morning bumpers between cartoons. Ah, ah. so ah, um, yeah, because it, it it looks familiar enough. I thought I like. Ran across it a couple times and didn't give it a chance, but if it was in the bumpers, that's probably where I saw it. You probably saw it there. I I, I do remember seeing it in the bumpers and then also seeing the actual show Bump of the Night. And I remember it being like a cool and novel idea, the fact that they developed a character from those uh, bumpers, those Saturday morning bumpers. But mm. as an adult, I realized that's not the case, having gone back and watched this episode. That it's neither cool nor novel. Yes. Tell me more. But Bump of the Night uh, features Mr. Bumpy, a small green purple water monster that lives underneath the bed of a 10-year-old boy. It's important that we know that he's 10. I thought he was a teenager, which makes things relatively gross in here. But the room is gross. Like, it's disgusting. The entire thing looks like a teenage boy lives there and is not taking care of his room. So. So Mr. Bumpy is joined by his friend Squishington, who is a blue monster that lives in the bathroom's toilet cistern, which always leads me to believe that he's like some sort of like water monster, essentially. Based on his behavior, I think he's a cleansing bubble. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, from like the the old 1980s, 1990s. 
Yeah, scrubbing bubbles. Scrubbing, scrubbing bubbles. bubbles. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a, like a scrubbing bubble who's like come to life and evolved. Gotcha. And they're also joined by Molly most of the time, who's a uh, like a patchwork Raggedy Ann type doll. And let me tell you, her role in this episode. Whew, oh yeah, yeah, big time Bechtel vibes here. <laughs> big big time Bechtel. Big time Bechtel. Big time Bechtel. Oh, Bechtel big time. Oh yeah. Um. So Molly Coddle is her name, and she's actually uh, the ten-year-old boy's sister's doll. So basically, so. It, it's a lot of this is Toy Story. Basically, basically, because there is another toy that pops up all the time called Destructo, which is like a giant robot toy. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Destructo acts like a cop and will frequently like try to capture or Mr. arrest Bumpy. Mr. Bumpy for breaking the rules in some fashion. <sighs> oh, so. what a narc. And then there's also the closet monster, which is all of the uh, clothes that are stuffed in the closet sort of come to life. And then the germs, there's the side uh, doll characters that do like all the backup singing. There's also human actors that pop up in this every now and again. The boy will pop up, the sister will pop up, mom and dad will pop up, and then... Distressing. There's... Uh, I already mentioned the germs. Yeah, I mentioned the germs. So, And there's also like a other bunch of like random small characters that are... The germs are like the, the um, Barbies characters? No, the Barbie characters I think are called the... The cutie dolls, the cute dolls. Okay. Yeah, the cute dolls. And they're just, I think they just are there to add, like, background commentary to be background characters. Right. So. They're the Greek chorus again. Yeah, again, yeah, Greek chorus, so. So the the series was created and directed by Ken Pontak and David Bielman. And it was first developed with the help of Gene Trace, the VP of Children's Programming at ABC. Because she reached out to Pontac and asked specifically for a stop-motion animation uh, to fill out their ABC Saturday morning lineup. She was like, please, we don't have enough garbage. Yes, basically. <laughs> we need different types of garbage. Please. In a different format. Please. Yeah. I demand garbage. Pontac reached out to Blyman, and the two of them created a pitch book and a maquette of Bumpy. And they basically went into the pitch meeting with the pitch book and the maquette. They handed the pitch book over to uh, Treas, and she ignored it completely and greenlit the show just based off of the maquette, just based off of the appearance of Bumpy. That's it. <laughs> so, All right. That kind of makes sense. The uh, show is typically split, in, split into two major parts, and in those two major parts, there's a music montage, usually. Uh, and in the montage, it's there to like drive home the life lesson of the episode. And it always has clips from that episode and previous episodes sort of crammed in there. Yeah, I thought it was more to like pad out the show using a bunch yeah. of footage from previous shows. I'm pretty sure that's what it actually is used for because um, it's got to be tough to do stop caption uh, oh, yeah. motion stop motion during is, this time frame. Yeah, it's Yeah, exhausting. stop motion capture. Yeah. And uh, especially, like, around this time, because this is 1994? Yes. When was Nightmare Before Christmas? It was really hard during this time because uh, you had to pay a guy to bring out one of those clapboards and say, stop, every time you wanted to yep. take a shot. 
and it, what also made it that much more difficult was this was right after the heyday of Vanilla Ice. So every time somebody uh, else stop, yeah. everyone else would say collaborate and listen, and that just yeah. ate up so much time. And they would just everybody so. had to do a dance, and that's fifteen minutes yep. gone for every shot. For every shot, exactly. Yeah. So it really took them thirty-eight years and to the, the film Ninja Turtles would come in. Series. There would be a whole scene with the Ninja Turtles right there in the go studio. Ninja, like, go Ninja Go, right? Go yep. Ninja Go, Ninja Go. They would do a dance and, and beat up some of your staff. It was really hard to make <laughs> stop motion. <laughs> I'm just picturing them like doing the dance and like finishing and like, okay, what's the, oh, we got to beat somebody up. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Where's yeah, your what group? do you? Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a kick. Boom, 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 boom. Catering. Where's the best boy? Yeah. Best boy. Nice. Well, I guess this was Nightmare Before Christmas was 1993, so I guess this was right after that. So I'm sure that's the reason why they said, "Oh, we need stop motion animation to pad out this lineup." And I'm sure, as soon as the team was like, "Yes, we got the job," they were probably like looking at Nightmare Before Christmas and going, "Like, fuck, this is how much work goes into this." Right. Son of a bitch. No, nah, they were like, "Ah, this looks easy. This Burton dude could do it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did he do? Batman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did Nightmare before Batman, or was it after Batman? It was after. It was after Batman, too, because that's when they, the studios were like, oh, we'll give this. Or it was after the first Batman, but during his shooting of Batman 2, and how he was able to get the money to make Nightmare Before Christmas was with all of his clout that he earned. From doing the Batman movies, so he like and it was like they got Michael Keaton to come in and be like, "Hey, I'm Michael Keaton. You know what I? You know what I like? Clay. I like clay that moves around and talks to me. If you don't give this guy money <laughs> to make the clay move, I swear, I swear to God, God, I will I'm go ball. Another Batman movie. Have you seen Multiplicity? I'll make I will a make second that one. I will make ten multiplicities. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that said, I um, enjoyed his late career revival. I think a lot of his stuff he's done recently have been great. <laughs> so there's like a ton of speculation that this helped inspire different properties within Disney. Mm. Like Monsters, Inc., a few other like uh, Sesame Street. Toy Story. I took with. Toy Story, like a few things like that. And also like New Zealand had a, a show called Oscar and Friends where there was a character named Bugsy that looked just like Bumpy. Okay. But I think all this is like pretty speculative. One thing that I will say is from watching this, it actually made me think a great deal about the 1986 television film called The Christmas Toy. You know what it made me think about is Monster and Monster Under My Bed or something. What was it? And it had no, uh, no, no. Fred Savage's. Yes, uh, Fred Savage. He savaged little, us. Little monsters. Yes, little monsters, little monsters where yep. they're going little to the beds and they travel around. I yeah. think that that might be like a good uh, a good analogy as well because the well, I'm pretty sure uh, Little Monsters came out way before this. I'm pretty sure. Yes. But in Little Monsters, the uh, main monster played by Howie Mandel 
No. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Howie Mandel. Oh, my God. Now I got to Google some shit. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, we got to add it to the list, too. I did not add that to the list. I... Is that movie called Little Monsters? I think you're describing a different movie. No, Little Monsters, 1989. Fred Savage, uh, from the Howie Mandel, Ben Savage, yep. William Murray, yep. Amber Barreto. Okay. Yep. You, you win. Yep, yep, yep. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Ugh. Before he was he was all uh, germaphobe and couldn't touch anybody. Yeah. I think he made the right call. People are filthy. Yes, they are. Absolutely. If I recall correctly, he, he, as a monster, he did eat a bunch of random stuff that was underneath the bed. Mainly, I'm thinking, like, homework. and. Uh, oh, yes. Monsters love like, homework. Like shoelaces and... Random things just to sort of like fuck with him. So. Uh, Fred Savage's virginity. <laughs> he ate Fred Savage's virginity. Ugh. <laughs> oh, no uh, bueno. No thank uh, you. Uh, I don't think I so like that. chewy. Uh, did you guys ever watch The Christmas Toy? It was a Jim Henson movie. Uh, probably. I'm going to need to add that to the list because this movie actually fucked up a better portion of my childhood. Did it? Yes, because the primary plot is when you're not around, the toys come to life. And they do things, and they hang out, oh, and they play, yeah, and they have a good time. Yeah. However, if you catch them out of place, like if they're not where you left them, then they die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're like playing with their corpse? Exactly. Nice. But when I was a kid... Whenever I would see my toy in a position that I didn't think I left it in, I would freak out because I thought I fucking killed my toy. Yeah, because you killed it with your mind. <laughs> with with my, yeah. my special human eye powers of looking. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's like quantum mechanics, you know. Yeah, yeah. By observing exactly. it, you change it to death. Yeah, this, this was a horrific. It, it, what I remember of it, it was actually terrifying. Not necessarily, like, fun and lighthearted the way I'm sure Jim Henson meant it to be. Uh-huh. The voice of Bumpy was voiced by an actor, voice actor by the name of Jim Cummings. And Jim Cummings is now known for the work that he's done voicing Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Whoa. However, in 1994, this motherfucker was nominated for an Emmy for the voice acting he did in Bump in the Night. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. He got in. He was exactly. Nom- did he win or he was just nominated? No, I think he was just nominated. I think. Oh, he was just thank God! There's so. some justice. <laughs> the world is still equitable. There's still moral law. Emmys go to the merit worthy. Uh. So it looks like they actually did 26 episodes overall with a Christmas special. Hmm. So that's a. Pr- I mean. Was it one season, 26 episodes? Nope, it was two seasons. Okay, good. Because so. that's, that's like a crazy production schedule for, <laughs> yeah. stop, for motion. stop motion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it would be insane for them to do that. Think but how this many, is also... Think how many bumpies they would have had to have. Yeah, they would have hundreds, if not thousands. Yes. Yeah, hundreds Just of millions different poses. of bumpies. Yeah. 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 So this is one of those few cartoons that... Did not get to that 65 syndication point. But this is, again, 1994, so this is right when we're starting to kind of get out of that practice. Mm. 
when it comes to animation anyway. So, And since this was 1994, ABC, you know, ABC is was purchased by Disney in, what, 1997? So all of this is now Disney property. So, Wow. Yeah, that's about it for my background. If you guys want to get into the riveting story that is Bump of the Night, yeah. episode 10. Let's get our bumps wet. Nothing but the tooth and uh, neat and clean. Let's get in there. All right. I'm a wild green guy living under the bed. So we start with the intro, which is, again, Boomer Magic. Uh, we have the stop motion caption animation of uh, Bumpy dancing and singing. And I it's mean, a very boo-op ditty. Even just the house yeah. they live in. They live in a fucking nice house. It's filthy, but it's nice. Yes. Well, the, I mean, the, oh, the, the child's 90s. room is filthy. Yeah, when when filth meant uh, that you were making it as a, chi- <laughs> as a child. As a child. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, look at my filth. I'm so, my parents are so rich. But the intro does give us like a bit of a, uh, kind of a bit of a backstory. You see what's going on. Bump lives underneath the bed. He's got like a little house under the bed that he comes out of. He eats socks. He then like dances around the room, goes into the back part of the toilet, gets his friend Mr. Squishy out. And I gotta say, the best part of this entire setup is that toilet cistern. It looks fucking nice in there. Oh, uh, yeah. It it's all like underlit. Tiled. It's clean. It's underlit. Mm-hmm. It is. Chef's kitsch. Uh, yeah. Chef's kiss, not kitsch. So. <laughs> Chef's kitsch. It's turquoise in there. I yeah. also enjoyed the opening. I liked all the early computer graphics. Very cool. Some yep. of the typography is nice. And yeah. in general, it's like very frenetic with a lot going on and really set me up to be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the song is very uh, boogie woogie bo- bugle boy from Company G. Yeah, oh, that's exactly what it is. It's, uh, it's basically a total rip off of that. Yep. Yeah, it's quite boomery. I'm getting a lot of American graffiti vibes. This whole show feels very boomer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, boomers. <laughs> for all our boomer listeners, for all our no boomer <laughs> listeners out there. Hey, sometimes my mom listens. Oh. Thanks, Boomer. Hey, Adam's mom. Yeah, thanks for giving us Adam. We like him. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So, we start the show off with uh, Squishy uh, desperately trying to clean his bathroom and using a type of disinfectant spray and just sort of skirting around all over the place and doing a little, like, trash talking to all the germs that he's killing and uh, really getting into it. To the point that when he sees Bumpy show up, he shoots Bumpy in the face. Yeah. With the disinfectant. Yeah, he's foaming it up. Yeah, he's actually like standing on a Brillo pad. So he's like really scrubbing oh. bubbles right now. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was wondering if it was a Brillo pad or if it was just him. But okay. I don't nice. think he's I don't think he's using that in the in the second part. In the second part. No. Yeah. He does not shrink right. the Brillo pad. In some ways they may they may be going to the Brillo pad. That's where they go, maybe. That would make sense, because that would be filthy at this point right. in time. <laughs> Bump winds up eating the disinfectant, because just like any good meth head, he's not going to let any type of chemical go to waste. No, sir. So, he tastes the disinfectant, doesn't like it, and spits it out. And then, gives Squishy a rash of shit for being a clean freak. Yeah. And telling him he's going about it the wrong way. If they want to defeat the germs, 
they have to go to the germs. Yeah, you're being too efficient. We need to make this much more time-consuming. Exactly. Don't you realize we have 28 minutes to pad out here? Yes, exactly. Let's go. Do you not know that we need to fill out all of the minutes of this show? Your dancing is too time-consuming. Exactly. Yeah. Bump has a microscope suddenly, and they look through the microscope and see the realm of the germs. And they all, with no explanation, just shrink down in through the microscope and jump into the germ world. Well, when he's using the microscope, Bumpy's eye stalks, like, focus separately. Like, one stays on the microscope, and the other looks at his friend. Squishy. Yeah. Squishington. At Squishy. Yes. I, thought, uh, I thought it was really, like, cool and creepy that he has this, like, separate focus. Uh, overall, this show is very well animated. Like, the, the yes, sets yes. are the sets are pretty nice. I really like it when they go into the uh, the microscopic world. It looks super cool, and I really I liked this idea. I thought like at first when I first was watching the show, I was like, "Oh, awesome! We're gonna get just get uh, tons of ideas. It's gonna move really fast, and you know, like um, uh, things are gonna be fast and frenetic." Um, but no, there is one idea in every episode or story. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then they and just then, but slowly then they do. beat it to death. But uh, to your point, though, they do wind up <laughs> making a lot of interesting animation for that that one idea. Oh yeah, no, the animation is so. quite nice. Like uh, it's very yeah. expressive. The characters are very um, emotive. They're you know like g- have great movements. Yep, yep. So they when they shrink down and they go into the world of germs, they basically treat it almost like a jungle safari because they talk about mm-hmm. it looking like a jungle. And Bump has binoculars that mm-hmm. he's using to look around, and he he lets Squishy look through them. And as Squishy looks around, he discovers the bacteria, which just looks like they look like these purple seas. Mm-hmm. And like where the edges of the seas are, they have teeth, like big jagged teeth, and then they got arms and legs coming off from the side. When I say C, I mean like the letter C. Yeah. So. I just like to point out that when Squishy grabs the mm-hmm. binoculars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he chokes Bumpy, <laughs> but it's just he's yes. just pulling his on eye his stocks. eye stocks. Yes. And, yes. But they still yes. play it up as if that's choking him somehow. Yes. Despite his mouth being part of his body. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I just want to go I out and say. I thought that was pretty good, too. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how dumb that was. <laughs> You can't make me look. I'll just shut my eyes. Oh, you'll open them. You have to breathe sometime. No, I... Wait. What do my eyes have to do with breathing? I guess they're trying to say that he breathes through his eyeballs. That would be interesting, right? I mean, he has a nose. Yeah. Like the alien in Men in Black? Oh, yeah. Or uh, maybe it's just like a cheap, dumb joke that they could do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's um, it's uh, he's a sensate, right? He has the like his senses are mixed up. Oh yeah, yeah. He has thanesthesia. He has the sense of smite. Smite, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got smite, smell sight. Yes, yeah. Squishy gets scared. He wants to run off, and that's when uh, Bumpy reminds him that oh, we're actually here to fight the germs. Remember, mm-hmm. so we got to go address them. We got to go talk to them. We got to go attack them. Whatever. So they walk over, they get introduced to the germs, they actually don't seem like they're that bad of guys. 
they act a little mean at first, but then like a lady germ shows up. Yes. And kind of softens the whole mood. She really has some provocative things to say overall. She does. She yes. acts a little too sexy for a stop motion germ. Yeah. Yeah. She um I got a weird boner. <laughs> it's just because she had the five eyes, right? Yeah, it made it weird. <laughs> so yeah, she's got five eyes, an oblong head, and what looks to be like uh, tentacles for legs, but that could just be like them animating like a skirt of some type. And they did give her boobies, so. The, yeah, uniboobs. Yeah, not a gro- not a great role for a female character, uh, but I'm glad they ha- we had at least one in this episode. <laughs> hey, Molly shows up for like a split second. I mean, in the second in the, story, uh, in the next vignette. Yeah, yeah. well, in this, I, I think she also has like a part in the song. She does. Yeah, but yeah. she's clearly but it's, um, but she, but she, Yeah, she's not there, but she has a part in the song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like what Matt was saying, it was clearly a uh, clip that they pulled from a different episode, though. Yeah, so. she her lip sync was all off. Yeah. <laughs> so the germs say that they're uh, smart. The lady germ says that she's got a big heart. They've got big hearts. And then uh, Squishy says that doesn't matter because you got to be neat and clean. And then they start singing like a churchy... Yeah, it's like a gospel. Yeah, like singers. a gospel song, yeah. And this... So it's neat and, and clean. This is essentially... You gotta be neat and clean. Yeah, I mean, like, we're at about a minute four, and this is the end of this story, and we get, like, four to, to five minutes of just canned footage of them singing. Yep. And and recycled footage from other episodes that they wind up clipping together to make And characters who aren't there, characters we don't recognize all telling us that we have to be neat and clean and that it is superior to being smart or nice. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Sticking to a prescribed routine is better than intelligence or empathy. Yes. (laughs) You said it so much better than I ever could. Probably because you're cleaner than me. (laughs) I think David's also just channeling his inner boomer right now. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's exactly what they're trying to say. Yeah. He's like, boom. Boom. Like that. I'm and uh, that's the first part of the first episode. Well, no, the, the the song ends. They're all friends. And then Bump and Squishy decide to stand their ground and shoot all of the uh, <laughs> yeah. germs. Yeah. And they murder they them. murder the germs for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, but the germs seem to be cool with it by the end. They kind After of they enjoy get it. They're so yeah. happy. Yeah. They, they kind of enjoy being murdered. Yeah, they're, they're being shot with disinfectant. Very mixed message. <laughs> also, the f- female germ seems to be, like, a little too into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah. she starts, like, rubbing the suds all over herself, it does yeah. seem like it's a little over the top. Yeah. I Questionable. Questionable at best, yeah. Uh, questionable at best. We should write that down as a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> right. No one's nice. ever said that before. That theme of, like, oh, I need to cleanse my surroundings. Yeah, yeah. My surroundings, like, the clean, the cleanliness of my surroundings is not good enough, so I'm going to go to a different part of this realm where there is an indigenous people that are living their own <laughs> life and doing their own thing. Yeah. I'm going to go and cleanse them now. Yeah, yeah. Or also... And maybe that... <laughs> Maybe that will quiet the voices in my head. It's also, it's not what's on the inside that matters. It's only being clean. 
your emotional and mental health mean nothing compared to being physically pure. That's the message of the episode. <laughs> kind of is. So, second part. <laughs> second part of the episode. We're also dealing with cleanliness to a certain extent. Yep. Mr. Bumpy has a toothache. And we wind up coming into Squishy trying to help Mr. Bumpy with his toothache. And we get a close-up of the tooth. And it looks gnarly. It's grisly. And I'm actually... I'm, I'm digging the way that they actually animated this. And... At some point in time, Squishy tries to explain to Mr. Bumpy that he needs to take care of that tooth because otherwise it's going to go bad and fall out and it's going to make all of his other teeth fall out. And that actually winds up kind of happening. But as he explains that, we get the really, really rudimentary CG graphics. Yeah, of his teeth turning evil. Turning evil, falling out, and then his breath turning into putrid brown stuff. Yeah, and his teeth, like, get their own mouths with their own teeth in them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like it's foreshadowing. Yeah. To win his... To the next bit, where um, Squishington uh, offers to Mr. Bumpy a solution in the form of chewing gum to pull the tooth out. And right. he winds up giving Mr. Bumpy extra gum, and when Mr. Bumpy blows a CG gum bubble it explodes and his teeth fall out but they fall out in the perfect form and shape of dentures that are connected so like a really rasty gnarly old school like chattering teeth toy essentially yes and they're they're grisly and they've done a pretty good job giving them effect of being like wet and yes, yes, slimy, and it seems to be like also his whole palate, like the gums go with them as well as like the roof yeah, of his yeah. mouth, and, and his face does sort of like cave in as well, so it does look like everything just sort of came out of his face. Yeah, and honestly, his mouth is most of his body, so like he probably doesn't have a skeleton anymore. <laughs> his skeleton was just teeth. So what happens next is just a essentially. It's not a montage, but it is just basically a series of scenes and sets of the teeth getting a mind of their own, running around yeah. the floor of this boy's room, terrorizing the inhabitants, eating everything, and not cooperating with Bumpy, not getting back into Bumpy's mouth. Yeah, and basically like being aggressive and feral. Again, this is probably where the plot of the episode kind of ends, um, and we just yeah. get like the same motif over and over and over again, in which the teeth consume everything that they come in contact with. And Bumpy then suffers the existential crisis of not being able to eat socks. And he's starving because he hasn't had a sock in like 10 minutes. Three hours. And he has to eat a sock because he, three hours, sorry. He hasn't had a sock in three hours. And he has to, that's his primary form of sustenance, is consuming this 10-year-old boy's socks that he leaves on the ground. If it was a teenager, it would make more sense because there'd be a lot more protein in those socks. Yes, exactly. Yes, that that is pretty much the one joke that I have for this entire episode. Gross. We both came to the same disgusting beat-off joke. I would be surprised if anybody watching this particular episode would not come up with that joke. Hmm. I came up with a different beat-off joke. Oh, okay. thank God. <laughs> Quick, tell us. Cleanse our palate. Let's wait till we get there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to happen organically. Yeah, Matt. it's got to happen yeah, naturally. Organically. Yeah, you got to build oh up my. to it. 
at the rate at which he consumes socks, you'd think the boy would notice. Like, I don't have that many socks. If he needs to eat a sock at a rate more frequent than every three hours, that means he's eating, like, oh, this is, I'm doing the math in my head. At least, at least three socks a day. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Right. At least three socks a day. Yeah. At least. Because well, you know, you know, monster days are nine-hour days. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the what. I mean, the union demands it. That's a, yeah, exactly. The monster union. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the reason why you, there are so few toys here, and so many monsters, is that all the the kid only gets socks for Christmas because oh, so many socks. Right. Right. So and he's the only grandma's got like, like toys. More, more socks again for Tommy. And they're like, I guess. Dearie, have some more socks. Ah, would you like more socks? I know how quickly you lose them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I would, I would give up wearing socks for a, a Nintendo Entertainment System, Grandma. Oh nonsense! You need more socks. <laughs> During this whole thing, we also get a tug of war scene between. Mr. Bumpy and the teeth, where Mr. Bumpy is trying to get hit, get a sock back, and he screams out, "This is my sock! You know how much I love the crusty ones." Mm. Insert another masturbation joke here. Mm-hmm. We can get that in post. Okay, we'll circle back for it. You know, we'll circle jerk back for it. Hold on, go to eleven minutes and thirty eight seconds. And take a look at the stickers on that toy box. Because all of those stickers are doing coke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they are. They totally are. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, I'm pretty sure that moon right there, that's actually a sticker that comes on crushed moonstone commercial brand crack cocaine. (laughs) Crushed moonstone brand. Yeah, it's uh, Monsanto. Yeah, it's it's GM so. it's GMO cocaine. GMO cocaine, exactly. GMO cocaine. Is that or is <laughs> These that are all dealer is, stickers? Is, is that a is that a uh, a uh, chick that's hatched? It's very hard to understand. No, I, I think it is supposed to be like an alien with. I don't know. It looks like it's got a, like a bowl of something in its hands and then like a drink in its other hand. Like, it's just sort of like a bust of the alien. But yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Got some cocaine stickers hanging out here. Maybe that's why Jimmy's Jimmy's not around here. He's at rehab. <laughs> yeah. His life's out of control. <laughs> yeah. His parents sent him to one of those uh, rehab in the woods programs. Yeah, he's been hallucinating sort of, uh... that, like, there's toys and monsters under his bed and shit. <laughs> Oh, goodness. At any rate. Well, at some point in time, the teeth chase uh, Squishy and Bumpy on top of the desk. Bumpy makes a big scene about not being able to have a sock, and Squishy reveals his secret stash of a sock inside of a book being used as a bookmark. And he pulls the sock out, and Mr. Bumpy attempts to eat it without teeth, and he cannot. So he is then given a straw, and he manages to use the straw to suck the individual thread of the sock so the sock sort of like f- unravels into mm-hmm. Mr. Bumpy's mouth. Yeah. It's but a that's sock. not going to do it for Bumpy. He needs the mouth fuel. Yeah. Or else it doesn't count. So that's when he decides 
that he's not going to take it anymore. He's going to take matters into his own hands. And he makes himself a modified heavy weapon from an electronic toothbrush. Mm-hmm. That does not function like an electronic toothbrush. Yeah, it's got a the pull. Of it, it's got a pull cord. It's got a pull cord, and then the head of it spins around in a circle rather than going back and forth. Instead yes. of a brushing motion, it's a drilling motion. Yeah, it looks like it has the body of a of a gas powered hedge trimmer. Yes. Yes. Um, and or, we get the longest and most boring fight scene between him and his teeth. And it goes on for way too long. The teeth get the upper hand, and eventually. Squishy throws uh, Mr. Bumpy a tube of toothpaste, and he uses the toothpaste to slather the teeth and brush them down with a toothbrush. And then they, after being subdued in such a fashion, they jump back into his mouth, and all is done. Why do both of these stories end in Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know, but I think that that is the common thread that they have to use to connect the stories. But the ingredients for this toothpaste are pumice, titanium, baking soda, and mint. Oh, I did not catch that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Get a mouthful of titanium. Heavy metals. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but through the chase scenes of where the teeth is chasing the toys and the monsters, and then back to when like Mr. Bumpy is chasing the teeth... They reuse the same bits over and over again. I think they use the same scene like three or four times of the teeth just sort of moving across the floor. And then when they had Mr. Bumpy chasing the teeth, it just moved backwards across the floor. So they just put it in reverse, Gigantor style. Yeah, I mean, they had to animate this whole scene. Like, they couldn't use any stock footage at all. So that must have been why they had to resort to those kinds of tricks. Yep, yep. Which, again, go based off of like what we were saying, it's not... Uh, we shouldn't grudge them that, because this is, it is a very hard medium to work with. No, so. no. They're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forgive them ever. How dare they cheat yeah. in a children's cartoon. But the episode ends with Bumpy getting another uh, rasty, crusty sock, and he eats the whole thing. Oh, the, it's very happy by the fact that he can eat it. Yeah, because the teeth snap back into his mouth. He he, yep. he he points into his mouth and they jump back inside of him. He says, he says, go back to your home. And they jump at his mouth. So, what did you guys think of this episode? Distressing. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, you need to go to the next episode. Water way to go slash cold turkey. At minute 314 in this episode, you see a desiccated squishy, desperate for water, and Bumpy grabs a sock and wrings out a glob of semen oh my into God. his mouth. Oh, my God. This is horrific. I'm, si- I'm watching it right now. Are you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh, we needed to watch this episode, not the one we just watched. No, this looks terrible. <laughs> oh, man. You seen it, David? No. Oh, he finally gets him wet by licking him all over. Oh, God. Uh. 
Uh, it's terrific. This whole thing is distressing. All right, let's get back to the task at hand. What did you guys think of this episode? I, th- I thought it was entertaining. I actually really thought it was funny when the when the teeth attacked this cute bunny. <laughs> oh, the yeah, yellow bunny or golden bunny, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, we see him for like 10 seconds. What did I think? I think that this is like the visual equivalent of like folding over a slice of American cheese and putting the uh, pill for the dog in it and <laughs> feeding it to the dog. It's like, ugh, it's so patronizing. <laughs> And gross. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, the whole Pun thing intended. is... Yeah. I mean, we have two lessons. That being clean is better than any other way to be. And also, you should brush your teeth. And that is the whole experience. I was horribly disappointed. Because I actually remember watching a few of these episodes when I was a kid. And enjoying them. And and I I remembered enjoying them, yes. And I was like fourteen at the time, so I thought it was like so I thought it must have been decent enough for fourteen year old Adam yeah. to enjoy. All the sophistication of fourteen year old Adam. <laughs> All the world weary knowledge of a fourteen year old Adam. Exactly. Filled with experience and Jizz. Just a verb for life. Uh, that too. Yeah. Between that and the intro as you were talking about there was a lot going on that made it seem like this was going to be fast much and f- more dynamic than yeah, it turned out. Yeah, fast and frenetic and exciting and, and like maybe a little risque. But also like going to like different locales. Like for some reason in my mind, I remember this like taking place all over the house when I was a kid. Like I thought like they went to the kitchen, they went to all these different places, they went to like a different bathroom, they went to the foyer. But we, we just did not get that in this episode. And I feel like this is kind of what Going back to, like, Matt's ethos. This is kind of the episode we deserve of Bump of the Night as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> because we do not get... We only get two characters, essentially, throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. We're not really introduced to any of the other main characters. We're not introduced to any of the main villains. We're not introduced to any, like, the main problems that pop up in this world. It really is just sort of, like, a filler garbage episode in between any type of world building that they do. Like, we don't even really get to see Bump's house. I mean, that's how. Yeah, I mean, this is clear punishment for, for our many sins. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, by our, I mean David's sins. <laughs> <laughs> for creating this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I, I, was, I was pretty disappointed by this. And I. There were a couple of entertaining parts, and I thought that, like, the visuals were pretty good, but all in all. I did not like it. I just did not like it. Yeah, I hated it more as I watched it more. The first time I was like, okay, all right, this some of this is fun, and like maybe there's another shoe that drops, but then there isn't. You know, there's the, I thought you know like I thought oh we got a we got a fun idea right away we're gonna be moving right through this, and they're like no this is the idea, and we're gonna we're gonna slowly beat it to death over a, over a, the laboring minutes of this episode it saddened me yeah yeah me too also because i felt like 
I feel like the, the maybe the sense of humor is there. Like there there are like shimmers of and gleams of gold underneath the uh, the pyrite, and it almost could be there. But then they do a song and dance made with you know all the found footage for how they yeah. should be clean. And from, from the past nine episodes, there. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. you're just like this is unforgivable. It also has the feeling of like a little bit like like oh this is what kids will like gross shit kids no, love yeah, gross yeah. shit well i mean this was like the this is 1994 so this was kind of that era of like grossness yeah being advertised because this is when like those slim jim commercials were getting like really big mm-hmm. uh this is also when they, there was that playstation commercial you remember that where they had the different like body parts reacting to a kid playing the playstation yeah it ends with the sphincter uh, yeah. it, it always ends with the sphincter. Or in my like, case, it never ends with the sphincter. <laughs> the sphincter never ends. It never, never fucking ends. Never sphincter. He's always got Ah, I gotta poop again. Never ending sphincter. Yes. Um. <laughs> Let me poop and, out a uh, luck dragon for you. <laughs> oh, still pooping. You. It's a it's I'll a long you. one. It's a big long one. Falcor, buttcore. But no, really, yeah, did you like... go with buttcore? <laughs> All right, it's fine. So what we just but this was post Beavis and Butthead. This was like post Rin and Stimpy. Yeah, this was like this was kind of that era of. To be gross was to be edgy. I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Are we keeping this or what? Do we want to keep <laughs> watching Bump of the Night or do we want to excise it to the garbage pile of humanity? Uh, I think there's a lot of characters that we didn't really get to meet. Ugh. I want to keep it to, to, to see to see what uh, their deal is. God. Matt, what do you want to do? <sighs> Keep it. I, uh, I'm torn. My sphincter is torn on this. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um. So, I, so what we always tell you, you got to assess the gauge properly. <laughs> Flared base. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? David's argument won me over. You did it, David. I love it, and I want to keep it, and I want to see every bit of these other idiotic, shitty characters. Please, shoot it all over me. Damn it, Matt. Clay me, Damn it. Clay me up. Damn you, Matt. I was going to do that. Clay me up, Daddy. I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board for another episode. All right. We, we deserve this. This is... Our type of garbage. It kind of is. But I I would suggest that the next episode we do be episode 11, just for that sock jizz scene. So, <laughs> it's pretty horrible. It's, okay, it's grisly. Oh shit, I got a redemption, don't I? Fuck! And you're not prepared for that, okay. So, this entire show just screams cocaine. I mean, it's literally like someone like mentioned cocaine at the wrong time, and that's how it got named. Mm, yeah. It's like, hey, does anyone want to do a bump? I mean, uh, do that bump TV show? Are we doing that? 
Doing that? Doing bump because bump is the name of the TV show. We're doing that. Huh? Yeah. Benny. Yeah. Nice. Benny. Yeah. Other guy. I'm, Benny. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> yeah, we can make it about monster lives in the bed. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and he can... that's that's right, Benny. The monster lives under the bed, and it uh, what does it eat? It eats what, what? What do kids leave laying around all over the place? Uh, uh, socks. Socks. Yeah, yeah. Socks. socks. My idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and also also he he could be in love with the doll. The, the, the kid keeps the toy. Not 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 those hard plastic Barbie dolls. But no, cloth no. Doll. no, no, no. Cloth doll. Like the, a cloth so doll. Like the one I have under squeeze. my bed. Like that raggedy head doll that I had when I was a boy. I mean, uh... Yeah. Yeah, that my daughter has, yeah. Ugh. Jesus. <laughs> that is the darkest place you could have taken this to. What? His daughter has a raggedy head doll? Yeah! There's so many great pieces of garbage in this list that i can add Mm, i don't know okay so here's the other thing i want to say we keep saving shitty things when there's so much Mm -hmm. other shit out there i am going to add in bubblegum crisis no 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 yes oh no yes oh my god so that will now be was that on the way list? Star and Bump in the Night. Yes, it was. Oh, God. Bubble Crisis. Wow. You're welcome, Matt. I hate you. Uh, David, does anybody else have any redemptions? Did anybody win any redemptions from you from previous episodes? Uh, I believe I won a redemption on our... Uh, <laughs> a likely story. On our Starfleet... Uh, on our, new, on our new hit podcast, yeah. Star Amazingly Fleetable. Listen, listeners, yes. our podcast is so successful, we have a spinoff. This, it, is, it, the, it, this it is, is the Dragon to Game spin-off. of Thrones. Yeah, an award-winning spinoff. Yeah, exactly. We gave it an award when it spun off. Yeah. Most, um, most honored customer... You know, most people call a spinoff. <laughs> most honored. We uh, we just call it a discharge. <laughs> God damn it, Matt. <laughs> oh, gross. We're going to have to call it that now. <laughs> a discharge from Amazingly Terrible. Star Amazingly Fleetable. Star Amazingly yes. Fleetable. Jesus, I can't even say it. Yes. No human can pronounce the no, name of this. No, we've developed a name for this show that no humans, no human mouth can form the shapes necessary. I like to how, pronounce how it. We're just like we're, we're continuously trying to like screw ourselves out of an audience, right? At every turn. Yeah, our, like our email is like monotonously terrific or whatever it is. David, David, what is our email? Um. Monotonously terrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Woohoo! Nice. Nice. <laughs> no one's ever emailed us. <laughs> Never. We've Not av- once. We've avoided all feedback. And we have been on the air for 20 years. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even on the air. <laughs> I think I'm going to. Remove Inspector Gadget from the list. What? Whoa, God what? Damn it! 
you guys need to stop removing things from the list, because the more you remove from this list, the more likely we're going to watch the same shit we've been watching this whole time. <laughs> it's okay, everybody. We will eventually get to Inspector Gadget. It just means it's moved to the wait list, where it will sit for five days until we vote it back on. I like the idea that we've removed all of, like, the shows that anyone might be interested in, like <laughs> Inspector Gadget <laughs> or Pokemon or like anything that might in any way make uh-huh. this show popular. Futurama that yeah. they got removed to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need that. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. David, please tell yeah. us how we will be tortured in the future. What is our future yeah. right. format? What is Index 256? Ooh, come on, X-Men. Come on, X-Men. It's not going to be X-Men. That is way too low. Okay, is it the next higher? It's the next, next highest. So that's Galtar in the Golden Lance. Yes! Ooh. No fucking clue what this is. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. It's like a He-Man ripoff. Oh, oh, you, you judged this, didn't you? Because this has actually got a negative value to it. I judged it. I, you did. I really okay. put my zhuzh on it. Okay. When uh, when did you do this? Um, you know, you wouldn't have known about it. It was kind of would it be was... two weeks ago. Damn. Two, two weeks ago. Two recordings ago. Damn. All right. Uh, yeah. I really put nice. my zhuzh on this. I really wanted some Golden Lance. You know. All right. Which episode of Golden Lance are we going to be watching, David? Savior 21 possible. 21 possible episodes. 18. Woohoo! Nice. 18. Late in the run, but before the end of the run. This is the sweet spot. Entirely. Yeah, this is the sweet spot of no ideas, wasting time until the end of the series. We've got season one, episode 18, which is called. Antara the Terrible. Oh. A sorceress promises to overthrow Tormac if Galtar will help her find a magical stone. Oh, uh, the, the ratio if to nonsense all. words to real words is just in my fantasy spot. It's just spot on. <laughs> yeah, it's, nice. r- it's really, really hitting my pituitary gland right there. Wait, is that the right gland? Yeah, it's the one right above your nipple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. But the pituitary. The pituitary, yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm your idiot. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love All it. All right, who, who is going to be uh, tortured terribly by this Antara the Terrible? Yeah, which garbage person gets this garbage? Exactly. It better not be Matt. Because he wants it. Please, please, give it to me. Well, then it'll have to be you, Adam. <laughs> oh, X gonna give it to me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. If I have to walk in, I watch fucking it. Spider-Man, you can watch some fantasy, <laughs> sci- science fantasy garbage. All right. So on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible... We'll be watching Galtar in the Golden Lance, episode 18, and Tara the Terrible. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Men in Black, episode 23, 
the Black Christmas Syndrome. That's it. That's the end of the fucking episode. The, the end of the show. There's nothing left. There's no more words That's to it. say. Wow, we've only recorded an hour and 48 minutes. That is... Even for when it's, like, streamlined, that's unusually low for us. Well, I was going to say, we're still going to state more words. Like, we can't yeah. leave it I, like this. No, we can't. We can't. Matt, do you have your tight five worked out? Oh, can you, can you yes, just give us a quick... I do. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. What's uh, the deal with airplane food? <laughs> Why? You can only get it on an airplane. It's weird. Yeah. I like it. I want to eat it in a restaurant. Why do we park... On a parkway. Wait. Why do we drive? <laughs> Why do we park on the parkway to snort cocaine? <laughs> yeah. What's with all the white lines on the freeway that I can snort? Do you think that it is made out of cocaine, <laughs> the lines on the freeway? There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Call Chevy Chase. <laughs> okay, how would that phone call? Hello, uh, hello, Chevy. Hi. Um, how are you? Dead. Wait, no, he's still alive, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think I think you would answer something like this. Um. Is this Dan Harmon, my best friend? <laughs> hey, Dan, buddy, old pal. Hey, Mr. Harmon. The man for whom you I have you... infinite respect. Do, do you have a new TV program I could be in? Because I love TV. I love being I think on it TV. is a fantastic format for me to be <laughs> yeah. expressing my humor. <laughs> my humor. <laughs> uh, I think it would... Um, why don't we... Let's reverse. Let's reverse the roles. Why don't you pretend you're okay, calling Chevy okay. Chase... And I will pretend to be Mr. Ch- Chevis Chase. Okay, okay. <clears throat> ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Chevy! <laughs> this is movie <laughs> producer Adam. We got a new movie for you. <laughs> it is called Fletch Does Cocaine on the Freeway. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. I hate all you. I hate all of you. I, I hate everything living. I fucked. Sylvia. I fucked everything's da- daughter. Call the maiden skies. <laughs> the Chevy Bot has gone on a rampage again. <laughs> Chevy Chase is an asshole. We don't know if you know this or not. Kid, kids, but... kids, and parents agree. <laughs> Nine out of ten dentists agree. Yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase is an asshat. Yeah. And that tenth dentist? Fuck that tenth dentist. He's a bastard. <laughs> the tenth dentist is Chevy Chase in a lab coat. Yeah. Uh, the t- Man, the tenth dentist sounds like an amazing film. Oh, great. You know what's really funny? Is I added like five Chevy Chase movies to the movie list, so... Fuck you. <laughs> should, should I add Novocaine, the uh, S- Steve Martin dentist movie? Uh, oh. I like Steve Martin. I mean, sometimes I like him. So, he's a little hit or miss, I think, old Stevie. But I, I feel like his heart is always in the right place. 
I mean, he, he was good in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and that movie was kind of kind of gross. He uh, works with another um, grifter that's played by Sir Michael Caine. Sir Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. And their manservant was none other than the actor that played Emperor Palpatine. Are you talking about fucking Star Wars? Is it bad that I hate Star Wars now? No. But it's still just amazing to me how little uh, credit George Lucas's first wife gets for Star Wars. Okay, we're back here. So. No, you know what? It's all George. You know? He's a genius. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, I a, mean, just look at Phantom Menace. Yeah. Compare that to look New Look at Hope. him. And, yeah. And as his dewlap grows, his genius grows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's where you keep your genius. Yeah. In your dewlap. That's where you keep it. It's not like you get, it's not important to get multiple chins. You get one big neck chin. Yeah. Just like a Gungan. <laughs> what you want is your navel connected to your chin by one seamless flap of fat flesh. But, but, but are you suggesting that uh, George Lucas is turning into a Gungan as some sort of a punishment for the yeah for the prequels? Yeah, yeah the the Gungan or reward um, the Gungan Gypsy that he hit with his movie okay. first him. <laughs> To become a Gungan. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why you don't see George Lucas anymore, because he's in the water all the time. Like, whenever he you was... see him, he's just sort of like, he's like in his semi-aquatic uh, natural habitat now. I love so. the idea of him, like, walking down in, like, an Alamo cinema draft house, and he's just got a huge tray full of food. And he just like knocks into some old Gungan woman and just whacks her across the face with the tray. And he she just, like just stands up and points at her and goes, Gungan. <laughs> that and, and then he starts and, to turn into a Gungan. Yeah, that and the image of him water sailing, like parasailing with his with his with his waddle. <laughs> just like fist grabs hold of the wad of fa- flesh and he just he's just windsurfing in Hawaii because yeah, I want like, happiness for him and his dewlap body ramming into kid after kid who's trying to like body surf <laughs> yeah, just, just running like, him over just mowing down these innocent children he's like fuck your childhood and fuck your childhood etc he's like I'm, I'm bringing it back down to a personal level <laughs> but yes man I, I do I do agree with you I'm suffering from a bit of a uh, Star Wars fatigue I watched um, the book of Boba Fett and I've, I've kind of been done after that I haven't seen the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi no I or I don't even know what the consensus the, is on Obi-Wan Kenobi like I don't even really understand yeah. what people thought of it yeah if people liked it or not yeah. all I know is that there's there's actually like a scene with Hayden Christensen reprising Anakin Skywalker so they actually have like a flashback of like them training together but that's just from like TikTok videos and shit so didn't they make another Star Wars movie isn't there like a movie called Andor that's coming out now I don't care about like the the viewpoint of the Andorians as they get destroyed by the Death Star 
It's a real quick episode. They just sort of yeah. look up and there's a bright, bright light. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> the whole episode is just like, boop, 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 boop. Oh. Flash of green. Yeah. The end. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Hey, do you remember Princess Leia? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Wait, you also have to have the recording of everybody screaming at once. Oh, yeah. Just for like an instant. So uh, it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! My son! Oh, my plants. Anybody see that Star Wars? <laughs> what about Bitcoin? <sighs> okay. All right. I think that might have been enough stream of consciousness to get an episode together. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Here's what I say. I blame David. <laughs> David, why did you let David. us do this? <laughs> David. <laughs> You should have stopped us, David. David. You should have stopped us. David. This is our garbage, David. Garbage. <laughs> For amazingly terrible, I should have stopped this. <laughs> For uh, terribly amazing, David should have stopped us. For amazingly terrible, I have been another Star Wars spinoff. This one is about Wicket. Oh, yes. I don't think they've explored enough of the terrible characters. They've only explored the good characters. Yes. Where is my movie about the lizard guy that gets looked at by one of the moths, Grand Moth Tarkin or whatever, on the ship in Empire Strikes Back? Where's the Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Where's the David Attenborough narrated long, slow series about the fucking testicle monsters that Anakin rides <laughs> in the third or fourth movie? The yes. third movie? Yeah. yeah. The alpha testicle monster has established dominance as he extends his mighty dewlap, catching the wind in a glistening display of semen and sweat. Ooh. Ooh, 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 this is a very rare scene of the Alpha Testicle Monster writing a new screenplay for another Star Wars fantasy movie. Space wizards and such. If only... It's quite fantastic. If only we hadn't destroyed the environment, perhaps the Testicle Monsters would not have to work in Hollywood. <laughs> they can enjoy their natural habitat. Yeah. Of Andor. If we hadn't destroyed their habitat, they wouldn't be writing endless sequel after endless sequel for a pointless franchise series. I've been David Attenborough. And this Good night. Is, this has been your Attenborough Minute. You've been Attenborough! Yeah! <laughs> He's like snapping into a slim gym. Just body slamming fucking people. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
at Burl's got like body slam like otters and like yeah he's got like head butting deer there's little neon ties around his muscles stuff like the blood bigger there's <laughs> fucking glasses because you can't see how much cocaine he's done I'm David Goddamn Attenborough <laughs>